Oh, snap. It is the last edition of Corporate Lunch of 2017. Noah, I don't know about you, but I am not crying, my brother. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I just had something in my eye. <laughs> is Sam crying? I can't see him. He's weeping. <laughs> There's, he's short-circuiting the Corporate Lunch keypad. <laughs> With his sweet, salty tears. His sweet, salty Sam Hine production tears. Guys, this is episode... Is this 16? 16. Episode 16 of Corporate Lunch. It is deep. We are deep, deep, deep in the year. I'm incredibly proud of what we've done here. We have accomplished... <laughs> look, we set the bar really high and then we leapt over it yep. with Corporate Lunch. This year, as far as podcasting goes in general. I mean, we showed up. I mean... there's like there's um you know what we did to the fashion podcasting the men's fashion podcasting competition and then and then what we did to the fashion the broader fashion competition and then i think there's just what we what we did to the the podcast actually just the media competition at large completely turned the game on its head i feel like this we upended the media game this year with this podcast absolutely so thank you to, um, let's see, our listener count uh, here on episode 16 is uh, somewhere in the 11 million, 11 million plus. Yeah. Um, it's been a big year for Corporate Lunch. Yeah, we'll double that by for Q1. Yeah, 18. the fr- the friends of the pod are growing. Listen, if you can't tell, this is the year-end episode yeah. of Corporate Lunch. Mm-hmm. And we're, let me, let me just start here. It was a garbage year. 17 was rough. 17 was a garbage. Will be remembered as a I rough mean, year. It started for me basically when I think about the beginning of 2017. I think about the Falcons just absolutely giving away the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was to some <laughs> to some some backup quarterback from Michigan. I haven't held that one with me all year long, but uh, remembering it now, ouch, man. And I'm not saying that when you when I talk about 2017 being a garbage year, it was because of like the score of a football game, right? That set the tone, kind it, of. It was a tone setter for me personally. Yeah. Uh, the political climate has just been a disaster. Yeah. Uh, the we are living in the upside down. Absolutely. But luckily, Noah, the the landscape of men's fashion has some interesting bright spots. Fashion just keeps on fashioning. So these are the fashion. Noah and I are going to give away some fashion awards. That's Sam right. Sam has contacted a sporting goods um, a trophy manufacturer in in queens and is having some corporate lunch um there's some salad bowls yeah filled with with um brass rice the bullies we're calling yeah the bowl is that what we're calling i don't know i just made that up (laughs) anyway this is the corporate lunch fashion award sam give me some damn sound effects please for starters you being Noah Johnson, I think we should talk about brands. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to talk about. I am a brand. We are all brands. Like it or not, you are all participating in the market of brands and branding. Noah Johnson and the brand. <laughs> a living, breathing brand. It's true. Um, I mean, there's kind of like two names when it comes to, to brand fashion awards this year. Am I mm-hmm. right? Do you want to say them or do you want me to? I know we're on the same page without even having to talk about it. <laughs> I want you to say them. Gucci? Yeah, obviously. And then a little-known French house called Balenciaga. Balenciaga. My, one of my favorite things to have happened this year is now that Balenciaga is like on the map for so many people yeah. who who hadn't previously ever seen the word or had to say it, yeah. is people who aren't in the fashion world trying to ask me about Balenciaga. What are they just say? saying? Like, it's completely phonetic. Yeah. Like, uh, what you, part of that do you, feels like it needs extra finesse? Balenciaga. 
Yeah, but this is coming from someone who's just in the <laughs> world. It's amazing that you can't even weeds. fathom that someone couldn't pronounce Balenciaga. I don't know. I think I just get like, like, like a bunch of stuttering B's and G sounds. Well, for Ba-ba-ba-ba-ga-ga-ba. me, for me, it's like when people can't pronounce Mobilaji's name. I'm like, granted, okay, this is the first time you've ever met anyone named Mobilaji, yeah. and I grant you that. Yeah, but it is spelled exactly how it sounds. Yeah. and so like after I walk them through it two or three times, I feel like we should be able to move forward. Right, like we can all read, and the idea of that is that you don't you don't have to know a word before you read it in order to read it. Yeah, it's just like you just go by the letters. There's no tricks along the way. Yeah, it's Mojolabi. It's mo- yeah, it's course. <laughs> uh, anyway, Guki and Balenciaga. Oh, that's nice. Um, they kind of dominated this year as far as just pure brand heat. Yeah. Now. Can you I, in totally to me, different ways, right? Which is that's what I was hoping cool. you would articulate for me yeah. because this is really your wheelhouse. So one of the things I think that's most sort of impressive is like like Gucci kind of um, like caught on fire last year at some point or whenever Michele's vision really began to solidify and Jared Leto really began to uh, express <laughs> it. <laughs> whenever Mc- Alessandro Michele's vision solidified and Jared Leto went on tour with Thirty Seconds to Mars, <laughs> <laughs> that is when. The Gucci rocket really hit the stratosphere. But it seemed like it was like, oh, shit, here we are. This is where we're going. It's going to be like this sort of like maximalist um, mashup of- Adornment. Yeah. Ornate everything. Right. Like combining the Baroque with modern with just like sort of everything. Flowers and and UFOs. Right. And and a bunch of designers just went with it. You know, there were other labels that just had versions of that. Some people were like- uh, my new collection is inspired by flowers and UFOs. And you're like, wait, uh, you couldn't have at least like, you know, just switch it up a little. And then, and then as just like a counterpoint, of course, um, Balenciaga, in some ways, Vetmont sort of like set the stage for, for what this could be like, kind of like took it to the furthest extent. And then with Balenciaga, we got like sort of a more commercial, uh, more fashion forward version of it and global yeah this, less street more fashion yeah and it's just this completely you know very um referential you know like there's you know there's margela and helmet lang and other designers you see in it and then you know in the playing with proportions and taking familiar things and deconstruction yeah and but here's the thing though what what people have stopped saying, and I think it just became an annoying word and a tired point, is it's normcore. That's what it is. Yeah, basically. Like yeah. the new, the, like the my feed was was lit up. Uh, maybe it was over this weekend, um, because the new Balenciaga lookbook had dropped. Yeah, and they basically got a dude to do kind of like almost prom photos. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like this is, this is normcore. That's right. Um, and the spring show was, which was, you know, it's spring 18 collection, but we all experienced it in 2017 was like called dad core or something. Wasn't it? Uh, Family I core? don't think it had the word core in it, but, but, but I, that was the vibe. I, yeah. Sorry. Not, it wasn't called that, but and, we, we called it that. And I completely, first of all, as a, as a, I don't, um, I have yet so far to wear Balenciaga on my person. Really? I thought be, this You will was... not be surprised here, <laughs> but um, I'm completely on board with like the Bal- the Balenciaga Vetmont yeah. art project. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and he has taken a Normcore, which is like in, in its earliest iterations, as I remember, it was like Theophilus and Dev Hines wearing like um, 
Chinatown NYC hats and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, he T-shirts has t- tucked he in. has taken it to yeah the tucked in T-shirt. He's taken it to extremes that nobody really could have imagined. I think and, so, yeah. and that is awesome. Yeah, like, I'm fully on board, but I just want to say that it is basically like radical normalcy. Yeah. Another thing that I think is kind of radical or like at least visionary about it is you see it on you see it the way Demna chooses to present it, um, which is this intense, haunting, like Lynchian normcore vibe. Yeah. And then you see like I there's been a few images recently of Kanye um wearing this like padded plaid flannel shirt. Yep. That's like this super exaggerated, bizarro flannel shirt that's yeah. sort of just normal at first glance, but then isn't. So he's been wearing this, and I, I just think it looks incredibly cool. Yeah, it just I, looks super fresh on him, and it, it it's. I think that Demna has this ability to sort of do both things simultaneously. Definitely, where he's making something that is weird, and then something that is just super ready for the streets to just digest it is awesome the way that you pull some of those people out some of those pieces out of the world that he's created for them yeah and they just look awesome and and like kind of off and he's he's got hits you know he's produced hits like definitely uh, people don't talk about it enough maybe that like in order to be a hot fashion designer you got to have like you got to get some hot pieces off yeah and there are those those um women's shoes with the what was he using for the heel the lighter the lighter heel and then there's the one with the flames yeah um, and then there was like the red coat that Rocky wore, just the like yeah. Balenciaga puffer jackets. Yeah. Yes, those look hilarious and super cool when you see them. I mean, we see them here on the streets of yeah. New York and stuff, or in wire photos or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's getting joints off. Uh, another another brand and brand and brand that we need to acknowledge, I think, is Kim Jones Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Now our our bros at GQ and the Man of the Year issue named him Designer of the Year. Yeah. And I find that hard to argue with. And I'm not saying that it is our pick. I'm saying it's hard to argue with. The Supreme LV moment was just mo- a monster. Yeah. And I think that with that collection they did, he, they being like him and James Jebbia, who I think you have to throw in the conversation, uh, they just like gave the people what friend they want. Friend of the pods, yeah. for sure. Both, 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 both friends of the pod. I think that it's the amount of duffel bags that they sent over <laughs> as soon as they were off the production line. I mean, it's just I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, we just got the carpet replaced in the the pod studio office with the LV Supreme monogram. I actually it. haven't carried anything <laughs> full stop. Like I haven't carried anything in anything except LV and Supreme. But like they're on one hand, they're just like they they just the internet has finally gotten what it wants. It's just like. If you imagined totally. like the ultimate, you know, I guess you'd have to say hype beast, wet dream. Like it just, they just did it. And they, what and they I love about all it, all the way, and they didn't overthink it. Just logos on bags, red bag, supreme logo, LV monogram, and they didn't like hold Done. back. It wasn't yeah. like a six piece capsule collection. Yeah, it was like it was sixty thousand. like nobody can get any of them. So much gear, but I also think it's worth pointing out what I would emphasize that that whole collection was just incredibly dope like the proportions meaning the the stuff outside of the supreme like kim jones's lv collection that he showed with the supreme stuff correct got it because like kim jones has been vuitton's men's ready-to-wear designer for i don't know how many seasons a bunch of seasons and he's been around for a long time before that had his own line um he's from london and i think he was one of the first guys to do to to just he used to work at this place gimme five which was like an original streetwear um center cultural energy center in was london was it a store or a brand uh it was a store 
and it still exists as like a distributor of some sort, but it was a store that would sell, I think, like Stussy and stuff like that. This is going back before my time, but these are his roots are in that. He's sort of celebrated for bringing that flavor to fashion, and then finally at Vuitton, he just sort of like went all out with it. It was like, I guess, like a drop the mic sort of moment for him. And it's a little bit cool because a lot of people didn't know. Like for some people, the the high fashion meets streetwear, or fashion is doing streetwear started with Ricardo and Givenchy and Watch the Throne and all yeah. that stuff. But Kim Jones was a streetwear designer at Louis Vuitton already. Totally. So like, in a way, he's like kind of taking his place. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Every few years, that's like someone else will do it, and then people will be like, "Oh." This person's brought streetwear to fashion, and you're just like, okay, here we go again. Here we go. Well, shout out to Kim for thank you for all the double duffel bags. We really appreciate. Yeah. It. Uh, for those who don't think we the name of our co- our podcast comes by that we come by it honestly, I just want you to know I'm currently drinking sparkling water from Pret <laughs> Pret a Manger. Home of the coldest sandwich in New York. The coldest sandwich and the hottest soup. <laughs> this is not an ad read. We pay them money. And we pay them sadness every time we go. But seriously, Pret, get at us. <laughs> and then the um, one other brand I wanted to touch on because this is like, okay, Gucci, yes. Balenciaga, yes. LV and Supreme, absolutely. But the the big designer brand, the big house that made the stuff that I was coveting the most this year and they've got some airtime here on the lunch. Yes. Yeah. Prada. Prada. Yeah. What do you think about like where Prada the Prada wave stands? Prada's so dope because it's such a mystery to so many people. It's true. Like so many people know it like me like I, my initial knowledge would go back to like Prada Sport. Yeah. Which I think was a Neil Barrett project from like 20 years ago or something. Are you claiming deep knowledge or no. shallow knowledge? Shallow knowledge. Shallow knowledge. Okay. Like familiarity with a red rubber logo. This is like really, I'm like exposing well, myself as a fraud almost. Well, the, 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 the broadest gist of the Prada story is that the, they were making fabrics, really advanced technical fabrics for bags. Yeah, right. And then that business exploded and and Mucha um at, became you know took on the mantle of the fashion designer right. and, and expanded into ready to wear fashion all that and it became this big house yeah so it all started the reason that like like right now everybody's wearing the crossbody bag right um who have we seen wearing that Virgil well Virgil wore it over a suit to the I believe it was GQ Australia man of the where he got an award at the GQ Australia. Man of the Year awards, with the Prada crossbody. Yeah, that's like that's like back to the that's the roots of Prada. Yeah, and then like you know through the '90s, the Prada suit was like if you had an intellectual creative job yeah. that required a suit, you had to wear a yeah. Prada suit. Yeah, and then the shoes and blah 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 blah. The fashion shows room, cool house. Yeah, onwards from there. Last year, Prada dropped the printed like short sleeve silk shirts that everybody sort of yeah, had the, to have the cam shirts. Yeah. And then that led into this year's collections, especially I think the fall collection with all the the fur belts and the the, the corduroy, the corduroy. And like the seventies sort of browns was just like so fun. And the and the knit sweaters. And yeah, that was one of those where you're at the show itself and like five models have walked out and you're like, oh man, yeah, here we go. Yeah, like the energy in the air just goes off. Definitely. But where do you think the Prada wave is right now? Growing. I think it's growing. Rising. I think it's growing strong. I think they're they're poised. I don't think you could like they didn't do in seventeen what Gucci and Balenciaga did, um, right? In the same way, you know. I think for some people they did they they surpassed those two. Any I think, of that, you know, yeah. like the Prada heads are like 
They know what's up. I think that they're sort of poised to make a similar sort of, like for some sort of insane trajectory in, in 18. Some sort of eight, 18 crossover. I think so. I think like, I mean, the, undoubtedly Prada is already a great house and has been, but I think I think it's growing. We just invoked his name, but if we're talking about men's fashions in 2017, uh, it's quite a year for Virgil. Yeah. Mr. Ablo. Got to be like the man of the year. I mean, the Nike thing, we were talking about this a little um, uh, earlier. It's almost like he went from being the establishment crasher to the establishment this year. Yeah. Virgil's just, he's he's found his place. I mean, it's one thing that's interesting about that idea, I mean, he had the Nike thing and then... We've just been reading these reports of like um, whose gear is actually selling yeah. from the fashion retailers and the e-com shops and all that, and Off-White's in the top five of all those lists, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm always surprised when I see it. Not 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 surprised because I don't think like that shit should be selling, but surprised because it's his name. It's Off-White next to Givenchy and Gucci, and that sort of really felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's real growth from like t-shirts. Yeah. The thing that the thing that's made me think as I've seen those reports is like traditionally it was always like who's going to give Virgil the designer spot at a house. Yeah. But does he need one he question mark? He don't need it. I wonder if he still wants it. We should ask him. That's a really good question. Let's ask him. He needs to get We're on the find pod out. and be asked. Virgil is a friend of the pod. We'll see what's up and report back. But I mean that that Nike project is like I don't know if it's totally unprecedented, but that's kind of massive, right? I mean, ten shoes, all of them people went insane for. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything like that. And like you know, did real, they all drop at the same time? Basically, if not actually, I something like that. Yeah, I I got lost in the shuffle. Me too. There's so I many. I often sne- get lost I in was the sneaker entering, shuffle. I was entering so many uh, sneaker raffles all year long. Like, I just couldn't. <laughs> just keep got confused. Up. I just got confused. I was like, are these the you know the Chanel crazy? Adidas joints? Are these the? Yeah. No, I was waiting in line for like three days with my little camp, my camp <laughs> set up and everything yeah. for the tin. I was yeah. trying to get the Prestos. And then when I got to the front of the line, they were like, no, this is the Wave Runner line. <laughs> and I was. And I, but it, the, the wave runner came with shorts and I didn't have enough cash on You're me like, for the shorts. So then <laughs> I got back the back of the Presto. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I spent most of 2017, um, on social media and on sneaker lines. Yeah. Speaking of which that, 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 um, Yeezy sneaker bundle has to get like a side award, like a, a little like MVP <laughs> award for just like the biggest troll fucking dopest movie troll of the, of the year. Yeah. Um, what about the indie guys, Mr. Johnson? To me, um, what, the one that just jumps out is Noah because the brand's named after me and it's all built around my identity and you know, kidding it has nothing to do with me. Noah, in case, the, that's uh, not, in case that's not obvious. Noah does. Is there more to the name Noah? Or is it just called Noah? Noah Clothing. Noah NYC. Noah it's NYC. Noah Clothing. It's company, Noah. Yeah, like Brendan Babenzian's brand. Brendan, who you know, helped really make Supreme what it is from a design, fashion design standpoint. Um, He's been he's been you know doing his thing for a little while with a shop open there on Mulberry, but I think it's growing. He's getting more confident. He's introducing new pieces. The customer base is is growing along with it. Yeah. He gets like you know the Supreme kids come in there to buy the logo T-shirts and hats and beanies, and then like you know the Sam Hines of the world are in there buying double-breasted jackets. I just think he's done this thing that is sort of appealing to everyone. It's done in a really quality, thoughtful way at a pretty decent price and he's like completely vertical you know like it's all there he he yeah. makes it he sells it in his stores directly on his website he also sells out it when it's ready he right? holds, yes drops it as you know weekly new pieces roll out 
Um, I just think all the pieces are there, and it's it's the thing that um, on an indie level, on an independent level, completely dominated 2017. It just in terms of coolness, in terms of like business model, and in terms of like buzz, like what what was in the air. I'm, I'm going to co-sign your whole analysis because I know, like from personal experience, like I can't. You're not gonna you're not gonna find me in like a hype beast store, right? A hype beast store. Hypey, hype beast store. It's not gonna happen. But I can walk into Noah and like not feel like I've got to get out of there. Yeah. Um. And then, but then, so can like the sneakerhead kids and the like totally. t-shirt nerds and like like you said, Sam's in there buying suit jackets. You know, it really it's like a it's it's a sweet spot, but it's one that he hits organically, not yeah. because he's like um. He's like run the algorithms on how to like, right yeah how to how to how to touch everybody. Yeah. Like he comes by it honestly, um, so I'm into that. And talk about vibes. I mean, that place feels totally inclusive. You know. Yeah. And that's like that's been another thing I think we've seen in seventeen starting to like trickle down, which is just like no more too cool for school shit. That's not that's true. true, man. It's like one thing that I was thinking about this this weekend actually sad that I was, this is what i was thinking about over the weekend <laughs> but i mean i had some deep personal thoughts too that i can't share with you but i did also <laughs> have some corporate thoughts and my corporate thoughts were that um in a time of all access to everything all the time yeah which is really true i know that's like an easy thing to say right now but that's really true right. every everything is at our fingertips right now the exclusivity part the like manufactured exclusivity thing is important because you just you need some way to limit that amount of access. Sure. Um, but this this idea that it's being done with like a cool spirit, not a you're not cool enough, get out of here. Yeah. Like, you're not even cool enough to be in the store, much less having to look <laughs> sizes, look at sizes for you and stuff like that. Yeah, we don't need that. We yeah, got enough dude. negativity elsewhere. I don't need negativity while trying to give somebody money for a T-shirt. Absolutely. Um, what are a couple other indie brands? I would throw the. Uh, a beat that you've been on in a in a serious way for GQ style, yeah. which is the whole engineered garments, needles, Nepenthes way. Yeah, I mean, you did a piece about needles specifically. Yep. You did a feature about the Nepenthes store in the garment district. Yep. Um, what's going on there? One thing I like, if I'll actually start this. Yeah, go for it. They had their, the the engineered garments, for instance. All those brands have been around for like good hot long minute yeah now. they're years old 20 years but it was cool to see needles specifically with the track pants get yeah. like a hypey moment yeah. where it was like you know rocky and a side and all those dudes like uh, our own mark anthony green like wearing the track pants right. with the butterfly yeah it, it wasn't just like a pure kind of menswear head moment yeah it, it like had a little crossover yeah and it's it's funny too because like those guys it's like they don't it's not that they don't know what to do with it because engineer garment shit sells extremely well too Go yeah. there like middle of the season and ask for a size medium in anything off the rack, and chances are that shit is sold out. Right. Um, so they're no strangers to to things, you know, to hot selling, selling. items. Yeah. No, they've had an audience, but yeah. this was like a different this kind of moment. This was a totally different kind of moment, and it's really funny. It would be really funny to go in there and visit with them and ask them, you know, like what's popping, what's new, what's happening, and it's like, yeah, we got a shipment of uh, needles in yesterday, but it's all gone now. <laughs> and like the awesome thing about that is how it how it crossed. You know, yes, people go in for like the butterfly track pants, but then like those mohair sweaters start selling like crazy, and those things are dope, right? And they ain't cheap. But um, so I I totally agree. Like I've been down with those guys for a while. I think Engineer Garments is the most 
interesting American brand out, period. I think every season wow. is solid. Wow. I think I like, love when you get talk reckless. Dude, spring eighteen. Talk your shit, Noah Johnson. <laughs> talk that reckless shit. Garmin spring eighteen is so fly. And like I can like hear the eyes rolling in people's heads and whatnot, but just like pay attention, you know, it's not that we're not on some like two thousand thirteen like We're not making this up. Menswear shit. This is this is the wave. Um so what the hell was I saying? Uh, I don't know, but I'm gonna bring up another. I got, brand. I got heated. I got excited. I got emotional. You did. But... You blacked out again. <laughs> <laughs> Love when that happens. Here, have some Pret sparkling water. Um, the other, uh, the other brand we gotta, we gotta talk about because we've been covering them nonstop in GQ Style, the magazine, and online. And he had Mr. Williams had a little, mo- <laughs> Matt Williams had a little moment. Hell yeah. Matt Williams had a little moment, not just this year, but this week. Over the weekend, just <laughs> right now. <laughs> you, it's unfolding in real time. <laughs> this is uh, the Alix designer, uh, Matthew Williams' brand, Alix, A-L-Y-X. We're into it, but can you break down the weekend for, for me? So Kanye's in New York, which I think is the thing. I, you know, like, We should all just go walking around. Yeah, I'm saying. Just go this walk is around Soho. Thing. Like, I'm still a second sidebar for Yeezy, you know, the Kim Kardashian uh, Yeezy season reveal with the paparazzi photos is yeah. probably one of my favorite fashion. Oh, he's moments. getting he's getting a brass corporate lunch ball <laughs> mailed over. He just gets it. So this Jim, weekend, you get one too. Don't worry. This weekend he's he's futzing around New York. I don't know Christmas shopping. I have no idea what he's doing. I want to know. It's Wasn't probably, he going in the Balenciaga store? Yeah, they were. Well, yes, yes. I mean, They're, loitering outside having their photograph taken. Yeah, but so it's it's Kanye West with Matthew Williams. Two friends of the pod just out politicking in front of the Balenciaga store, something you might find me and Will Welch doing. Any day. Kanye's rocking the sort of like slowly low-key becoming iconic, the Elite's Harness chest bag, which is a, you know, it's not your average fanny pack. It's a square chest bag with two shoulder straps that sits in the front. So it's like a little backpack that sits on your chest. It's basically like if, um, it's like the Prada cross body bag, but for Navy SEALs. Yeah. Yeah, it's super tactical. Super tactical, thank you. Which is, you know, one of my... I should have known you would have the right word for that. <laughs> All-time vibes. But I was I was just hyped to see it because you love to, like, look at them and be like, what are they... And they're, they're old friends. I feel Matthew like Williams. if you have one of those things, you've got to have at least two or three body-piercing bullets in there. <laughs> just, like, to keep it honest. Um, Matt Williams Armor piercing, is that's a... What it's for. You know, he's a, a Donda, OG Donda guy, I guess. So, ben Trill. So those... Of course, right. So, you know, they're, they're no... Uh, no strangers, those two, but it's interesting at this moment to see him together. Matt Williams has been in Italy uh, for a couple years maybe now with his family developing his line. Kanye's been in Calabasas developing his line. You know, I think Virgil was here in the mix with them this weekend as well, and he's obviously doing his own thing. Kind of like a um, an early Donda reunion. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. Something's up. What a nice, what a nice thing I'm to s- end 17 with. I'm so happy for them. I hope they bonded. Speaking of fashion awards, Noah. Um, yeah. Are you about to give me an award? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Best senior editor of GQ Style goes Damn. to, wait for it, Noah v. Jo- at Noah V. Johnson. The only one. Um, this is more on the personal tip. What's your highest satisfaction purchase? Oh. Thinking back through the year. Easy. Oh, you look ready. I'm wearing them right now, and there will be no surprises. These are my navy blue, my signature color. Let me look under the table. Ooh, is that an engineer garment, Doc Martin? They're trickers. Trickers. But they are boots. They're kind of like slightly combat-y, slightly English. Like the toe, what do you call that toe seam? It's got a moccasin toe. Oh, oh that's a good question. The, Sam, what do you call the toe seam on these boots? 
A Norwegian welt. <laughs> Sam Heim Productions with the knowledge. I actually. So it's interesting. It's like a con- like what I don't expect besides that really cool navy blue cover is the Norwegian welt on what is otherwise kind of a high combat boot. That's right. That's exactly right. It's a combat boot that looks a little English countryside. It's got that's like right. a. You a, could go for like a long walk in Wales. <laughs> I might. With, like a hunt, a pheasant hunt. With an Alix, um, what do you call that thing? I don't know, chest, chest bag? Chest chest bag, yeah, anyway. Harness. So, yeah, I, it took me a long time to buy these. I spent maybe like two hours in the store <laughs> sitting there walking, at walking back and forth in these, and uh, and I finally did it. They're lightweight. The, the sole is like uh, rubber. It's not It's not like a heavy like lug, like leather sole. It's a lighter, more performance sole. Man, these things are so good. I'm so psyched on them and so psyched it's winter. So, I can so one more day. time, it's an engineered garment trickers collab. That's right. All right. And they got a bunch of them in the store. This one's the navy blue leather. It's so fly. I think one thing is that like I'll often find something and I'll I'll sleep on the purchase. Yeah. But I think with the the level that you're operating at, you can't really spend you can't spend the night on a purchase because it might be gone. Yeah. Like the kind of stuff I buy, you can like wait three weeks <laughs> or three years and it'll <laughs> still be there. Anyway, what's yours? Cosigned. Um, I have just been buying. There's been a run on corduroy recently, and yeah. it's all me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, factories are running low on corduroy, and it's all because of me. I got a uh, black Sid Mashburn. I've talked about all these things on the pod already. I'll just run it down fast. Black black Sid Mashburn corduroy suit. Yeah. Awesome. Wear yeah. it once a week. I got a Brunello Cuccinelli double-breasted gray coat. Awesome. Um, oh, a girl on the train asked me if she could touch it the other day. Whoa, weird! What did you say? Yeah, she was like a she was like a teenager. You know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't awkward. Yeah. Um, she was just like, "That looks like a really nice coat. Do you mind if I touch it?" <laughs> and she was kind of gonna go for down for like the the bottom hem of the coat, <laughs> and I was like, "That's a little weird." Yeah. So I offered her my elbow. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, "Yeah, you know, let's keep this let's keep this friendly." And then she touched it, and she was like, "Thanks, it's really cool." And I was like, "Awesome!" Wow. And then I got off. Luckily, my stop was was up. Um, <laughs> you the, didn't have to like linger and talk about it anymore. No, I didn't have to like turn around and put my headphones on. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I've also talked about is I got two Evan Canori corduroy. They're not suits exactly, but I wear them like suits. Right. It's like matching top bottom situations. Yeah. I got the olive green one on today, which is kind of like a almost like a oversized trucker jacket with yeah. some pants. Anyway, just corduroy. Oh, are you gonna come in? Are you gonna are you gonna bless us with like the full Prada Fall Seventeen kit before the year's over? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what Sam Hines planning for my Christmas gift. <laughs> I hope we'll so. have to see. Corduroy wave is real. That's been the thing of the year, but you've done it. I think it's time well. that we give. Thank you. I think it's time that we give ourselves a fashion award. Yeah, okay. But we have to be specific about it. It can't just be like. You the know, best podcast corporate lunch no it can't be like corporate lunches fashion magazine of the year goes to ta-da gq style right. what is your favorite issue of gq style we put out four issues this year what do you got my favorite is fall 2017 with aziz ansari on the cover now and there's something immediately controversial about that pick this this picture of aziz no about that about that oh, choice about my choice yeah because it's not brad pitt it's not the brad pitt <laughs> issue GQ Style Magazine is famous for <laughs> like the most epic editorial of the year, which is uh, the Brad Pitt cover story shot by Ryan McGinley at three different national parks. That was the summer cover. 
but you're going so with Aziz, the yeah. Aziz issue for yeah. fall. All right. Why do you, why is that our I, You know, the first moment? thing that jumped to mind is there's this one photo in the magazine. It's on page <laughs> 126. I just flipped it open. There's a photo in the magazine of Aziz uh, who we shot in Paris during the men's um, shows in, what month was that? The spring 18 shows. And um, we got this epic photo of Aziz sitting front row at the Tom Brown show. In June, yeah. In June, yeah, sorry. And he's watching a model walk by. And that Tom Brown show, all the models were wearing high heels. All it the was male a, the, models were that, wearing That was high an heels. epic show. It was awesome that we had Aziz and, and Arno Pivka, the photographer, at that specific show. And Arno is across the aisle from Aziz and gets a shot of him. He's wearing sunglasses, Aziz is, in this photo. But you know he's looking at this model, this male, handsome handsome man, handsome tall man, wearing high heel brogue shoes, basically. And it's just kind of like... It sort of captures that thing that that inevitably happens with everyone in fashion, where you're just kind of mystified by something. Yeah, you know, so Aziz was trying to process, I and think. Aziz is processing this, which is just kind of. like... But the best part about that photo is the crowd. Let's see, I see Mobilaji in full Nigerian native Mobilaji on one end. You got Scott Schumann, yeah, the sartorialist, in shorts, of course, in, in shorts. There's a bunch of people wearing black and white striped shirts, like semi-matching. Yes, yeah, very strange. There's uh, a bunch of people Luke with their Leach, phones up. Luke Leach taking a photo Vogue of runway. a Vogue runway. Um, Alexander I think Fury. Alexander Fury. Yeah, it's like the Fashion Week All Stars all in one picture. Why else do you like the fall issue best? Well, it's the cover line is our. I always refer to the cover lines, but they really do say what's in the magazine, don't you know? It's not just uh. That's the idea, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'm glad you at, noticed that. Look at a bunch of magazines on the newsstand and check the head, the cover lines, and realize that that shit is not what's in the magazine. Well, that's just a bunch of stuff to make you well, pick it up. But ours unlike is, most magazines, ours makes sense. That's right. It yeah. does. But I, I don't know. It just felt like, first of all, the whole front of book section, you know, that's like lingo for our what to wear section, which is the the first pages of the magazine that feature. Ooh, that does have Danny Fox um, and Taddy Compton in it. Danny Fox and I Taddy Compton, this real couple. Um, he's an artist. She's a, a tattoo artist. And like this whole thing is just amazing. It's super well styled. Um, I went to Berlin to, to cover O32C, one of my favorite stories that I've worked on. That was a great, um, that was a great piece. And oh man, it's got the uh, the chairs. Big editorial on the best chairs of all time. Chairs of the twentieth century. I just feel like um, we shot a bunch of friends in Paris. Have, have you seen the Have you seen the memes of that Virgil photo? By the way, I've seen some of them. Yeah, I people saw are them just last week. people are just taking. It's the photo is like a seeing eye trick where it looks yeah. like a model is standing on his hand, right. and people have just been deleting the model and having him holding different stuff. Um. Oh, we shot Tony and Riley Hawk. Tony and Riley Hawk in, uh, at home in San Diego for this. Shout one. out to photographer Michael Schmeling, and, friend of the pod. Um, man, that was a great editorial. Turned out really well. It's hard to get skaters to like do fashion editorials and look cool and normal. Uh, and then we did a big retrospective of the Bones Brigade, which is the skate crew that Tony was sort of an original founding member of. Now way here's back the thing. In the day. Here's the thing. Like, uh, oh, Diplo. Diplo you guys went to Africa with Diplo. Yeah. I just feel like we covered the whole freaking world here. And we covered so many different s- versions of like you know personal style, the thing we always talk about, and like nothing is like being shoved down your throat. It's just, it's just cool people doing cool shit around the world. No, you make a lot of good points about the fall issue of GQ Style, but the best yeah. issue of GQ Style in 2017 was definitely the spring issue. Yeah, that one was all right. Conor McGregor on the cover. <laughs> let me let me just break this down, uh, uh, in pithy fashion. Conor McGregor on the cover. Yeah. 
Uh, Noah went to hung out with the J- United Arrows crew in Japan. That and was figure amazing. Out, figure out what the deal is with like the biggest department store chain in J- Japan. We did the la- the Legends of Italian Design, oh, that one's good. which is like both Holy for shit. design heads and for people who don't know <laughs> enough about design but aspire to. Um, we shot a bunch of dudes in chill suits, but most importantly, it included Gucci Mane and his fiance Keisha. Oh, Kaylor. that one's so nice. Yeah, it's like the prom photo of the year. That's right. If uh, if I may give us that award, um, there's a feature on John Curran. John Curran, yeah, what photographed by Richard Prince. Oh. There is Eric Madigan Hex shoot of Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, and then last but not least is the giant wedge-shaped cars feature yeah the sports cars of the 80s and 90s and how they've come back in style that is a heater man wow but here's the thing i think the best issue yet of gq style full stop brad pitt issue included yeah. is going to be spring 2018 oh my that's God. just how things are shaping up we're not even done making it you know how much pressure that is it's no pressure at all we got, <laughs> this. We got this um do you have any more fashion awards to give out um I mean, did we give one to SHP yet? Sam Hine Productions? It's every day. Sam gets a fashion award every single day. Flyest man in the content actually, tower? Actually, uh, content tower, the Condé Nast building security actually just gives Sam an award every time he walks <laughs> every in. Every morning? Yeah. It just says Sam Hine Productions on it. It's got a little golden microphone. Let's just hope that 2018 is um, an enlightening year for everyone. It comes with more positivity, less negativity. Absolutely. More more fashioning fashions. Yeah, more uplift upliftment, less oppression, please. Yeah. Come on. Uh should we do some vibes, the last vibes of the year? Let's close How it out. How many do you think we should do this year? Um this, this episode. Thirteen? All right, let's do thirteen. <laughs> this is thirteen vibes. Speed round of things Noah and I are feeling right now and all year long. Heidi, talk about it. Why don't you kick it off, now? Um, all right, we're this is like a little bit of yeah vibes of the year, but like with you know the current moment in mind. I'm just gonna say that sneakers were awesome this year. Sneakers were awesome. I'm into it. Is that all right more. to say? Yeah, yeah. That's every year, but this year I was into it. It's so, not really. There's a wide, much wider range this year. My top three zones were Converse. For the first time, I was just like super into Converse. The I, one star. I talked what? about it, but I love the one star. Yeah, the one star. And I also like Polar. The Swedish skate brand did some collabs that I was super into. And I didn't get a pair, but I really like that um, Tyler, the creator. One stars with the flowers on them. Amazing. That was fucking cool. As what hell. about the ASAP Nast corduroy? Oh, those are dope too. Big time dope. Bunch of good, bunch vibes. of good cons. Uh, J.W. Love, Anderson glitter joints. Oh, the glitter joints just arrived. Those are fly too. Oh, you got a pair of those? I might have. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, I know. If I had a tux, they'd be dope with a tux. You don't own a tux? I'll go rent one. Sam, please replace. <laughs> Sam, come, please pl- grab this microphone and finish out the year. Men's warehouse. All Noah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? That's embarrassing. The 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 just Sam, the other- Do you have a tux? This is all right. I, well, yeah. I have an announcement to make. Will owns three tuxes. I have an announcement to make. <laughs> GQ style is going to be just me next year. I bet uh, Mobilaji probably doesn't have a tux, but he probably has formal attire. Yeah, he's got some. All like, right, it's going to be me and Mobilaji next year. You guys are I can't done. I just lost my. You job. guys are done. 
Um, the other one is New Balance. My favorite was the, the actually the collab they did with Stussy on the 990, the, the, the creamy one, which is really dope. The awesome thing about sneakers right now is Nike's doing good stuff, but it's not just Nike. Yeah. You also have Adidas. You have interesting stuff from the fashion brands where I thought the fashion brands had had started to brick it after a while. Totally. The sneaker game. They're back. They've been doing interesting stuff. Those Vuittons Jaden Smith has been wearing are crazy. I think you probably even have Nike and Adidas sweating the the rafts and Balenciagas of the world. Yeah, you got they Louis are. Vuitton coming in with a futuristic thing that nobody expected. Yeah. And then all the like collaboration, all that insanity continues apace. But you know, my Cosine my vibe. My Stussy New Balances really fit in well with that whole vibe too. Okay, man. The Stussy New Balances. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite shoe of the year. The last thing I want to say about it is all the new Yeezy sneakers are fly as hell, including the Desert Rats, which we talked about. That's true. I think we actually <laughs> we did you notice we accidentally called them the Wharf Rats yeah, several I did. times. I did. Oh, um, uh, deadhead shit. Anyway, um, my my vibe is uh, Chevrolet. What's that? A car brand? That's a car brand owned by General Motors. All right. I don't own a Chevy. I've always <laughs> aspired to own a Chevy, and I just spent like a little chunk of this weekend just getting involved with some vintage Chevys. Oh wow, man. I don't, I'm not ready yet to to expound on this further. Yeah, I'm just gonna say the heartbeat of America, Chevrolet. It, it, it's cool if someone's like, "What kind of car do you drive?" and you just say Chevy. Yeah. Well, one day that could be me. <laughs> I got some fashion designers that I want to I want to vibe out with. Next vibe is gonna be one of my favorite labels to watch this season has been Marnie. Um, really awesome. Good corduroy, by the way. Under uh, you know, the direction of their newish creative director Francesco Riso. He's awesome. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, that is it. Really nice guy. Friendly, upbeat guy. And I think of, um, for reference, the holiday issue, uh, Rocky. Rocky, Rocky in this sort of red zip-up jacket with these wide-legged, wide-whaled corduroys. Hilariously one, belted. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild photo, but one of my favorite looks of, um, of our year. I just love Instagram was not ready for that look. No, but they will be. I think Marnie is going to have a big 18. Oh, wow, we've never vibed Marnie. That's true. The Marnie wave grows. Yeah. It's growing. It, yeah. Um, on the fashion front, I'm going with just an arsenal of coats. I have never in my entire life, I've been living here in New York where it gets cold since 1999, and I've never had like more than one to two coats. I sort of like had one that was more tailored and uh-huh. one that was more techie. Yeah. And so you just have to basically wear the same coat every day for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And- this year, I have finally gotten like a couple more coats so that I have options, and it has been a, a game changer for my whole winter. I just don't feel like, at the end of the day, like if you're walking out with the same coat on, you just feel like you're wearing the same thing no yeah, matter you what you're wearing. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day every day, and yeah. by, especially by like it's only December. By February, yeah, you're bored. You're so bored. So uh, nothing too crazy. I don't have ten coats, you know. Yeah. But I just have more than two. And that has been an awesome. It's just kept things fresh for me. It's nice to think about your court, your coat shape relative to your pant shape. Like your pant and shoe, you know, is changing constantly. But like, if you got like a slimmer, tailored overcoat, you need like also something more voluminous. I think. Right. For some other pant occasions. That That's right. Happen. That's right. If you got a voluminous pant, you don't want to be wearing a little shrunken coat. Um, I'm gonna shout out another designer for the next vibe. Just the all, one of the all-time dudes, friend of the pod, Rick Owens. Rick. We don't talk about Rick enough, I don't, don't think. And just in general, like in, in the conversation, like in elevators, by the water cooler, whatever. 
Somebody shot this story that was like Icelandic kids wearing Rick Owens. Did you see this? No. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you. Uh, that should have been my vibe. He is a, um, a retrospective opening in Milan right now that I probably won't see unless I somehow get there. But it sounds Where epic. Um, it's some like Milan, Milanese triennial or something. I don't know what it is. Awesome. Um, Fashion retrospective. It, uh, Not like art or furniture. Just there, like the whole world. Everything. The world oh, of Rick Owens. Man. The world of Rick Owens. We forget, some of us maybe forget, some of us don't, about the butt muscle video from earlier this year. Yeah, I don't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that you got to appreciate about, appreciate about Rick Owens is that, like, he gets super weird. Yeah, man. He pushes that shit, as yeah. he should, as creative should. And, you know, the fashion industry makes a lot of money, is a commercial endeavor, and doesn't always push it or get weird or take risks, and Rick does. That dude has been collecting his hair, his like, <laughs> out of his combs and brushes for like 30 years so part of the installations at this retrospective involve like gigantic masses of hair that he's collected from his head dead rick owen cells also just worth noting um you know he's famous for long straight jet black hair his hair is naturally very white and curly so, so he next time you look at a picture of rick owens just think about that and he is it is artificially processed the way you see it which he talks about openly. that's awesome it's it's cool when you can just be like oh yeah no i have curly white hair it says legendarily straight blacked hair man Rick Owens. I hope one day he he just rolls with it for a little while. Yeah, like he let just shaves what, it and starts over. And let us see what we've been missing. Let's just see, but that could that could also break the spell. Maybe we don't ever want to see that. Uh, my vibe is going to the movies, a little date night action Ooh, in the winter time. Very nice. You know what I mean. Uh, last night I went and saw Lady Bird. How was it at the theater? It was really good. It was really good. It's a it's a Greta Gerwig joint. Mm-hmm. Now speaking of um, pronunciation, I have no <laughs> idea. I'll tell you whose name is not phonetic, is the star of Lady Bird. Oh, she's Iris. Searshi Ronan? I think it's Searshi. Searshi? Searshi? It is not spelled like Searshi, so I don't know how to pronounce that. But um, It's funny. I saw her on a talk show where she was like, she was like giving a mini clinic on how to pronounce her name properly, and it I still couldn't. I need to take that clinic. Uh, my vibe is not Lady Bird, though. My my vibe is going to right. the cinema. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of good stuff out. Lady Bird, Call Me By Your Name, Disaster Artist. Yeah. I'm going to go see I, Tanya. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen any of those. I re- did you see Ghost Story? No. I, re- I missed Ghost Story. A lot of people have been telling me i got to see that. I'm in a phase of my life where going to the cinema is... Not realistic. N- not realistic. I feel you. But, you know, hit I that. think Ghost Story is probably on iTunes by now, so... If you want, I can call you and we can hit play simultaneously <laughs> and we can watch it together, but from different places. Um, the next vibe is, this is definitely a year in review vibe. It's just dudes wearing little bags. <laughs> yeah, you're super into it. And no one, no one here is using the word merce. I don't think that's a word that we Or even use, man bag. But no, I'm it's not, not down even, we're just that. like in some whole other new zone where it just happened. And, you know, obviously it's like the fanny pack thing, the cross bag, body, body bag thing. The We were just talking about the Elix bag, the Prada bag. Um, the It bag for dudes is out there. And you it's know, little. Choose the one for you. <laughs> but, like, all you know, you're not getting much more than, like, a you know, your phone, a nickel bag. <laughs> I don't know. What do people carry? A flask. You can't have the big iPhone either. <laughs> a pack I think, of playing uh, cards. I think the... If you are buying a bag this holiday season and you're definitely sure that you can like wear it and feel completely secure, wrong bag. That's <laughs> yeah. my advice. My, that's my. If you're not like, oh man, am I really about to do this? Yeah. You don't have the right bag. You should expect and hope to get some questions about your little bag. Yeah. When you get the right one. And then you, it's up to you whether you defend it or just shrug it off. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just one of these funny things that became a trend. Everyone just sort of immediately digested it as like this acceptable trend and then was just like, yeah, I don't know like which fanny pack I'm going to get. Yeah. Just like, And when you say everyone immediately digested it, try taking your little bag home with you for the <laughs> holidays and wearing it to no, the bar with your bros. This is me and my six friends on Twitter. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm going with uh, holiday cards. Yeah. I think it's an awesome time of year to wish people warm tidings. Yeah. Um, I spent last night addressing holiday cards and felt great about it. Built a little fire, wrote out some addresses. Oh man, that sounds nice. Wrote some wrote some personal notes to some friends in far flung places. Yeah, uh, made me feel good. We're we're actually working on that too. It's not too late, I think. I think really as long as you get it in before New Year's. Oh yeah. Like if you haven't started on this at all, just start now and do the best you can. And yeah. People will appreciate. Um. Next vibe is a thing I started, maybe started doing this year or last year that actually ties in nicely with that, which is just collecting hotel stationery. So anytime you're at a hotel and then there's a little pad of paper next to the bed that's like embossed with the logo of that hotel, just snatch it. That's totally for you to have. That's what that's there for. You don't like, they're not going to charge you for it. And then what I like to do is just take it and then sometimes write a note on it, fold the note up, stick it in just a blank envelope and mail that. So you don't need like a whole matching stationery kit. Totally. And like- you don't even need to be in that place to send a note using that stationery. It's even better if you just like use it randomly. This no, this is the paper I have around my house. Yeah. Thinking of you. Way into it. Start taking that hotel stationery. Dude, I co-sign all of your vibes today. Thanks, yo. You're on fire, dude. Uh I'm gonna bring it home. Please do, man. You ready? This is the last vibe of two thousand seventeen. The last vibe of two thousand and seventeen. Sam, please trigger something dramatic. Fireworks. For us. We need something dramatic. Huge Fireworks don't don't even begin to finale. describe what we need. <laughs> Lasers? Lasers, Laser pyramids works? opening, monsters growling, <laughs> um, I don't know, bells ringing, and children, monsters children's growling. monsters growling. Please. Um, the last vibe of 2017 from your friends here at GQ Styles Podcast Corporate Lunch is embrace change change is good change is inevitable the world is turning on its axis 2017 it was a it was hellish man it had it had a lot of downs not as not as many ups as we're all hoping for but guess what 2018 is coming change is coming we all have a natural change resistance bone in our body you gotta you gotta reach in there you gotta cut yourself open yank that thing out throw it away because you don't need it you don't need the change resistance bone. You need the change embracing bone. Live your life. Live your life. Accept change. It's part of life. It's the only thing as sure as death. Resist change. Resist the man. Don't resist change. Don't even resist the man. Just <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. Let's really take this out for a walk. You gotta. You gotta let go of all your attachments. <clears throat> you know what I mean. You gotta let go of all of your attachments. Get in the flow. Let change happen, embrace it, and just work with it. That's all I got for 2017. See you in 2018. See you next year. Love.